So you catch me when I fall, right? And you hear me when I call crying. And you fix me when I'm broke, right? And that's all I need to know. So the storm is gonna break, right? And the sun is gonna start shining. And everything is gonna go right. That's all I need to know. What if you know something I don't? What if you will something I won't? If you don't give me what I want, but you give me what I need, is that enough to believe, 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 believe in your love? Will I still believe, 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 believe in your love? So nothing's ever going wrong, right? And every day I'm gonna be smiling. Turn my water into good wine and let the good times roll. But what if you know something I don't? What if you will something I won't? If you don't give me what I want, but you give me what I need, is that enough to believe, 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 believe in your love? Will I still believe, 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 believe in your love? you can do for me do i love do i love do i love you for what you can do for me sometimes i don't know but all i want to do is believe 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 in your love yes i do sleepless night pray and hope comes with the morning light and right now you're feeling like you've lost this fight and fear is screaming out your name when you say god help me will you wonder if he's even listening truth is i wonder the very same thing so you don't have to feel shame let me walk with you through this valley and tell you all that i've learned to be true don't lose heart don't you dare let go i've been where you are you are not alone i know it gets dark 
turn to glory beyond compare. So don't lose heart, don't you dare let go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to 1C. Please rise for our first song. Send me here I go I know, I know, I know 
I have a reading um, from the book of Romans. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace through God, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, have been, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful to be together here in the house of the Lord. And we know that we can have joy in every circumstance, no matter what we face on the day to day. We are here, Lord, calling on the name of Jesus and believing that through your Holy Spirit, we will be able to feel that joy. And I pray we're able to give with our whole heart, worshiping in spirit and in truth today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. So this next song um, is under my feet, and if you're like me, you you kind of wonder how does that uh, relate to um, the the body of Christ and, and the and the cross. And to be honest, um, I I was puzzled by that as well. The Bible actually references under my feet thirteen times. Um, probably the one that's most um, relevant to this song is uh, Romans 16.20. It says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Um, you know, Satan's a liar, and he, uh, he points his finger at us all the time. Um, but honestly has nothing on us if we recognize we may not be perfect, may not have lived as we should, we have made mistakes and gone down paths that maybe led us to something less desirable. Um, this song is just really an inspiration that the devil's temptations no longer work on us and that uh, we've moved on from that past. Christ has taken that over for us.
Boys and girls, come on up front. It is time for the kids' message. Make your way on up front, and there's going to be a volunteer up here to help you. What's going on here? I, we have a kid's message and there's nobody up here. I'm wondering who, Greg, what? He said there's going to be a volunteer, but the volunteer didn't show up. But now I'm not giving the kid's message. I did it enough many years ago. What are we going to do? Step it up. <laughs> Don't humor her. This is a planned awkward moment. Okay, this is planned. Brittany, would you come on up here? This is an opportunity to give a kid's message. You can sit right there. I'll just come right next to you. There we go. And probably affect your moving around. But this is a planned kid's message, not just for you, but for all the adults. We're going to talk about the importance of when Jesus said, let the little children come to me for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. He wants kids like you to come up and he also wants us as adults to be ready to minister to children. And so I'm going to just look over here. There's Brittany and we have Kelly and um, we're going to talk about ministering to kids like you and the many opportunities we have as a church to bring kids in and for us as adults to say, you know what, I want to make a difference. So, over to you, Brittany. So, this year for exploration, we have had over 40 kids just in kindergarten through fourth grade alone. Um, that's not including the nursery, fifth and sixth grade, a confirmation, um, or the high school youth group. Um, I teach the K through four. Kelly helps me on some Wednesdays as well. Um, but a lot of Wednesdays, I actually do not have any help. And having 40 kids to myself is uh, a, little, a little overwhelming. Um, sometimes uh, I have to steal one of the teachers from fifth and sixth grade. Um, but I really want to reach out to see if there is any of you that would have it upon your heart to come and help me uh, plant the seeds of faith in these young kiddos. Um, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we definitely leave more fulfilled than, you know, when we come. Um, but there is definitely a lot of opportunities to come and serve on Wednesday nights. I love the way she said opportunities because they've heard me say at staff, don't say we have a need. There's so many needs out there. This is an opportunity for all of you to make a difference in the lives of young people. So don't sit there and think, well, that's for somebody else. It, it really doesn't matter the age. If God is tugging on your heart and saying, hmm, I can help. I have the time or the gifts or the abilities. So we'd love to do that. In fact, after the first service when we talked about it, we had several people make their way over to Next Steps and say, we'd like to help. We have so many opportunities. We have our nursery that goes on. We have our exploration, which is Wednesday. And then what happens, you know, in the summer and then during the school year, we have something called BLAST. What is that? 
Yep, BLAST is our program for school-age kids when there's not school in session. Um, it's a lot like VBS. We get to have a lot of fun. We do worship with the kids, and then we break off into groups. We get to do drift bikes, inflatables, arts and crafts. Uh, we just got a bus for this year, so we get to leave the building as well and do putt-putt, uh, bowling, maybe the water park, um, just a lot of opportunities. So if you want to get your CDL or you have your CDL, <laughs> I'm gonna, you can I'm gonna definitely go get volunteer. It. That might not be good, right? <laughs> so again, opportunities. You know, we just, uh, they abound. And we have blast. We, we just opened up daycare and a preschool, and that might be an area that you could serve, be thinking about that. You could talk to Brittany. Um, many different ways. So we're going to leave this with you is to think about these kids that are up here and that invitation that Jesus gave. Let the little children come to me for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And if God is tugging on your heart and he says, you've got something to give that would bless kids, please pray about it, respond to it, and watch what God is going to do, in, not just in your life, but in these kids' lives. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you again. You are an awesome God. Thank you for these kids. Thank you for all of us adults. And thank you for the opportunities to serve you and to serve these kids. So lead us, Lord. Bless us. And we pray all of this in your name. Amen. All right. Kids, you can make your way back. Thanks for being the illustration today. So watch them go back and just think, well, maybe God is calling you to make a difference. Uh, a couple other announcements to make. I'm trying to go through my head and what they are because a lot of things go through this brain of mine. Um, example, what, let's put it up on the screen so I'm prompted. Okay, there we go. So look at these two screens. We have the environmental screen and we have up there. They're connected. So if you look over there, we have already raised uh, enough funds to sponsor 341 boxes that is going to be sent over to Haiti to feed children. And I'm going to say, way to go, God, right? Awesome. You see that number over there, 28? We still have an opportunity for people to sponsor a box. And whether you sponsor a whole box for $65 or whatever amount, just think about this. It's not just rice. It's the gospel that goes with it. So be thinking about that. You could stop over by the welcome counter after the service, and we'll talk to you and, and help you do that if you're so moved. And then the other screen, I've never, how many of you have ever had a pupusa? I, I can just say it. I've never tasted one. I hear they're really good. We are in partnership with a church, a Hispanic church, that actually worships on our site around now. They're, they're on the other side. They're worshiping. And when I walk by there, it's beautiful. Well, they heard about the Haiti Project, and they said, we want to be a part of this. So they're actually going to be selling pupusas, and they're going, the pro proceeds are going to go to the Haiti Project so we could feed these children. So if that's your cup of tea, not cup of tea, if that's your pupusa, do it. All right? We'd love for you to, to be a part of that. All right. Um, I, think, I think that's... Uh, that's it for announce. Wait, hold it. What, what was the other announcement? Put it up there. Okay. Here's another one. So this is scary. Hmm. Oh, I'm looking for a pupusa that I can call my own. Hmm. Hey, hey, Harold. Oh, what are you doing with those what? binoculars, man? Uh, when, 
are you doing here? When did you get in? Oh, I just got in, just rode this cloud in. It was righteous. Oh, dude, yeah. sweet. I like it. Well, it's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. So yeah. What are you doing with those binoculars? So, um, very curious that you would ask. Uh, he asked me if I would swing through Nebraska. I've been kind of on a coast-to-coast tour. And I said, sure, I can stop in. And I said, well, well, while I'm here, I'm going to Columbus and see what our friends at 1C are doing. So I'm just here kind of checking out what's happening here. What do you think? Uh, Doesn't look like there's much going on down there. Why? It's kind of cold. Hey, maybe they're starting to come out of hibernation, though. It's warming up. Let's get a closer look. All right, let me get up here. Hang on a second. Don't go anywhere. Uh, 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 Oh. Whoa. Alvin, do you see it? Do you see it? See what? You don't see it. No. I wonder about you sometimes. Just Wait a minute. They're doing something new down there. Really? 1C is doing something new. Hang on. Spiritual. D-N-A growth campaign. Spiritual DNA growth campaign. DNA. I love DNA. Yeah. Deoxyribonucleic acid. No. It's God put it into everyone and it's what makes them who they are. It does their hair color, their eye color, skin color. You know, how long is your nose, your big toes, earlobes, earlobes. Some are connected like mine. Some are, are loose, kind of plop around like yours. And you know, DNA really makes us who we are. I love deoxyribonucleic acid. Me too. Yeah. Glad you're such a scientist, Alvin. You're right about everything you just said. But this is something different. Stay tuned. This is spiritual DNA. Spiritual DNA means this. The D is depend on God. The N is nurture relationships. Like you and I have a friendship. Nurture relationships amongst the believers here at 1C. And the A stands for go out into the community to advance the mission of Jesus. D-N-A. So this has nothing to do about hair color. Uh Uh-uh. No, absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. Although, you know, the physical DNA, sure, it's got everything to do with hair color and the size of your big toe. But spiritual DNA, this is something God also has given us. Look at it like this. You know 1C has a mission statement, right? Up, in, and out. Because we've talked about that, yeah? Yeah. Well, DNA, the D, depend on God. There's your up. The N, nurture relationships. There's your in. And the A is the out, advance the mission of Jesus. So you have DNA, up, in, out. Get it? No. This has nothing to do with my hair color, my skin color, earlobes, big toes. No. Size of my nose. No, so you don't get it. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. I have something that might help you. When I came in this morning, I stopped at the um, uh, Welcome Center out there. Yeah. Okay, Next Steps. Uh And I picked up this little brochure. What you got there? Well, this is something you and I could do together. Tell me what you think. You and me? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey. Hey. It starts February 26th. That's coming up couple weeks really quick really quick mm-hmm it's only five weeks long did you notice that yeah five weeks oh, I can do that I can do that five weeks I'll you want to do it together you and me yeah same group what do you think okay okay 
All right. It's easy to do. Yeah. You go out here, go out here to the next steps. I talked to some people earlier this morning. You can go out there, take a picture of, they call a QPR code. You take a picture of that. QP. Yeah, QP. Hang with me. It's a QR code. It's a QR code. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Not a QP. And then that takes you to the planning center. You calling center. me a QP? You are a QP. Uh, thank you. <laughs> QR code. What do you do with that? You take a picture of oh, it. Okay. And it takes you to the planning center. And the planning center will, will direct you in registering for this, ah. for the DNA growth campaign. Yeah. Okay. Or you can call the church office and get connected that way. And there you have it. You know what? I think I'm going to take out my phone and open the church center app. Just do it that way. I would like that. So you're going to join? I'm joining. You're gonna, I'm we're going to be in the I'm same in. group? Yep. Yep. You and me. And you're not going to talk about riboflavin deoxys and all that, whatever that was you said? Uh, no guarantee. Okay. But here's something I do know. That when we get in this group, yeah. God is going to do things. He is going to do things that are far above what you can imagine or have ever thought of. He will do that. Wow. Yes. Is it going to so, change my hair color? Your hair color. No, it's not going to change it's your hair color. It's not going to change my hair no, color? No, sorry, it won't. Okay. <clears throat> Let's applaud. And you should pray, pray for Alvin because he's a little clueless. But let me say this very succinctly, and I want you to listen, not just with your head, but with your heart. There is nothing more important than your spiritual health and well-being. I'm going to say it one more time, and I just want you to hear it, because it is a truth found in Scripture. It, I do believe that's what God really thinks. Nothing is more important than your own spiritual health and well-being. Everything else is second. So that's why we are committing as a church, as staff, as people, congregation, we're going to do this five weeks. So we're asking you to come. Come five weeks, every week to hear the sermon and the message. And if you can't be here, go online. You can follow us that way. Secondly, join a group. Be part of this. Like they said and emphasized, it's only five weeks. And we're going to talk about this up, in, and out, and this beautiful thing about depending on God, nurturing relationships, and advancing the mission of God, right? So we want you to be a part of that to hear that story. So stop at Next Steps if you like. Go to Planning Center, call the church office, whatever you need to do, and you could sign up and be part of one of the, I think that we have at least 25 or about 25 groups right now, so you could come and be part of it. Okay? All right, that's really cool. Now, that's it for announcements. Now, if you're a guest here, you're probably thinking, wow, you guys do some things that are a little different. Um, yeah, maybe so. But we're here because we have a God who loves us and who desires to have a relationship with, with him. So if you're a guest here today, thanks for coming. That's what this is all about. We're here to have a relationship with God and with each other. And so we're so thankful that you've come here to worship with us. If you want more information, stop at Next Steps and they'll help you. We're now turning and getting ready for communion. And communion here at 1C, we believe, the Bible says, it is not just bread and wine, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So that's what we celebrate. And the Bible does encourage us, before we take communion, to examine ourselves. And it's like, well, what does that mean? It just means to get honest. Get honest with God, get honest with each other about our sinful condition, our need for a Savior, what is in this meal, and then how we're going to live our lives to his glory. So 
we have this profession that we've been sharing for like several months now. I'd like to invite you to join with me as we share it. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ, my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and I, in the form of bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church, by regular group study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. A lot of words, a lot of important things, but the one thing I want to make sure you know is that because of Jesus, and only because of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. He takes them as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. You are totally forgiven. So celebrate that. Rejoice in that. And that's what we celebrate in this meal, that gift of grace. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue with communion, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free to receive that during this next song, believing it is the body and blood of Jesus for your forgiveness. And if you're going to come forward for continuous communion and you believe those uh, very important truths, uh, come forward during the song. And if you desire either gluten-free or grape juice, please let the server know. Again, may this be a very sacred moment where God comes to us and loves us dearly. Amen.
this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you again. This time of prayer, prayer is something that you have given to us and you invite us into this relationship with you comes through prayer and we have prayers from our 1C family and prayers for people in the community and there are prayers that reside in the hearts of the people who are here this morning we ask that your Holy Spirit will touch and hear and listen and bring those answers in the way and in the timing that you know best we give uh, a prayer for Samantha for her peace that you would hold her in your loving hands. We pray for Nathan and Edre's family. May they turn to you. A praise. God, we praise you for giving us Don for the last 50 years. Please bless him. A prayer for Grandpa, who is struggling to recover after open-heart surgery. Give him and the doctors the strength to keep fighting. Lord, be with me in my medical procedure I will have next week. A prayer for a daughter, Jessica, who's admitted to the hospital. They don't know what's going on just yet, and we pray for the doctors to get this figured out. Prayer for our daughter-in-law's brother who is having heart surgery on Wednesday. Dear Lord, please help my wife and son through the next coming weeks for the changes and trials to come. Keep us all in your grace and give us the obedience to follow your path. I ask through Christ our Lord, amen. And a prayer of thanksgiving for my amazing wife on her birthday. And Lord, we remember to pray for Turkey and for Syria and for all the devastation, the death and the loss that those people are experiencing. Oh, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers for the people of Turkey and Syria. Thank you again. You've heard us. You know that when we come to you that it's, it's imperfect. We may not have all the words, but your spirit knows our hearts, knows how to pray for us when we just simply can't find it. And as we close, we, we pray together as a community of faith this prayer that you gave us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, we, uh, we're, we continue. We are on week seven of a series entitled The Chosen, season two. And uh, some of you know the storyline, but I'll just kind of remind you. Uh, the Chosen is a video series based on the Gospels. They take stories that you will find in either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and they tell the story, and then sometimes they give the backstory that they think could have happened. Doesn't really cover it in the Bible, but it could be. It's possible or plausible. But what they do is they take on different themes. And what I found when, when I bumped into season two, season two is actually written with the Beatitudes in mind. And those words of Jesus, those words of encouragement from Jesus um, for people like you and me. And today we're going to take a look at this Beatitude. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons or children of God. All right, we're going to start out, and I'm going to put a number up, and I want you to guess what this number means. It's 15,000. Any guesses what that number means? Just out loud, as loud as you can. How many what? Oh, okay, could be, could be about the sermons, yeah? Oh, you're thinking, all right. All right, well, I'm going to give you a little hint by another, another picture. This is an image. So now you look at that and see if that helps you a little bit more. Any more guesses? Churches, that's a good guess, but you're wrong. I kind of like that when I could tell my wife that she's wrong in front of, you know, 250 people. That's kind of powerful. Yeah, yeah, please do. Dangerous. Um, ready for this? We don't have an exact count, so I'm going to tell you. But this, these are the wars that have occurred throughout the course of human history. I know, it, it's, it's sad. And if you, if you want to have something that's kind of interesting, I, I don't have the website, I might put it on Facebook, but there's actually a website, and um, what they do is do a video timeline of, of history, and they'll put dots on throughout the, the years. Like early on, Rome had so many, so many wars. But as it kind of keeps moving on forward, all of a sudden France and England, United States, Wars just started going up, and I don't even know what the top 10 were, but we'll just say United States were in the top 10. A lot of wars that have taken place. A lot of times when one country against another country went like this, and there was an absence of peace. And before we settle on that image and think, wow, that's a lot, this does not represent those individual moments when two people are warring with each other. And sometimes it gets pretty ugly. And maybe you're sitting here today and you are in the middle of a war with somebody that you thought you would never be at war with. I get it in my office. I see it. I feel it. It hurts. War. 
Why? One word answer. Sin. Ever since Adam and Eve, ever since their rebellion against God, you know, they kind of went against what God said, sin came into the world, and ever since then, humanity has a hard time getting along with humanity. And it will be like this until the end of time. We are going to struggle. We are going to sometimes be at war with people we love. So what's the answer? The answer is very quickly spoken of by, G by God himself in Genesis 3.15. When God saw the, the sin and he saw the effect of sin, he said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to send my son Jesus to come to this earth. He's going to come in the middle of the chaos. And he's going to do something that they can't do themselves. And he's going to bring peace. Peace this way. All right? He restores this. This is beautiful. All because of Jesus. But he also wants that peace to go this way. What we get, we give. We receive peace, we give peace. Well, as we've been looking at the Beatitudes, uh, two weeks ago I, I, I told you that the first four Beatitudes really set up the, the second four Beatitudes. And I used phrases for each. So example, this is how I connect them. Beatitudes, individual transformation leads to faithful interactions with others. So the first four talk about what God does for us and how he changes us and, and does some really great things. But it's all for the purpose, one, that we glorify him, but that we would have faithful interactions with other people. And we see it in these Beatitudes. So let me walk you through those, the ones that we've covered. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So once God does the individual transformation, we're going to be out there, we're going to be doing mercy, right? Secondly, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And Randy covered that last week. And, and again, to see God and to know him because of this heart that's been pure. And we're going to do that. And now for today, we're going to talk about blessed are the peace, what? Makers, not keepers. Makers. For they shall be called the sons of God. So you see this condition, response, condition, response. But I want to flip it a little bit. And what happens if we don't do it? If we don't take this faithful interaction because of what God has done for us, and what if we just say no? What if we say no, thank you? Well, here's what happens. If we don't obtain mercy, we will receive judgment. Ouch. Secondly, if we don't see God, we are not in heaven. And I would even like to press that a little bit further. If we don't see God, we will not act and be like kingdom citizens right now. You know, some people say, well, when does heaven start? I always say it's when we are in Christ. We become kingdom citizens even on this earth waiting for the glories of heaven, yes. But when we don't see God, we wander and stray. And then thirdly, if we aren't called the sons or children of God, we are outside the family. So there's some significant 
um, situations that occur when we don't listen to these wise words of Jesus. Now, when we think about these, quote, wise words of Jesus, we think about the fact that Jesus, for three and a half years, started speaking and teaching and demonstrating what the kingdom of God is and what it looks like and how we should act within it. And we could focus in, and we do, I, I, I say Genesis to Revelation, we get a beautiful picture. But we narrow down to the Gospels, we get a really good specific picture. But we go to Matthew 5, chapter 5 through chapter 7, and it's very significant time where Jesus is teaching. He is laying out how we should be living, how should we be acting. And he, he's saying this to a group of people not just 2,000 years ago, but he's talking to people today. And then he ends this Sermon on the Mount. After he plows a lot of ground and, and really is doing some teaching, he, in Matthew chapter 7, we have these words. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. In other words, it's really important that we listen to what Jesus says in his word and we do it. Because if we don't, it doesn't go well. If we do, in fact, I, what I'd like to say is that it's not an option to listen to his word. It's not an option to follow because it's, a, it's really the pathway of one who is blessed. Again, the picture. God comes to us. He keeps coming to us. He keeps blessing us. Everything we have, all the good things that we have, don't let the world tell you or make you think that it's all about you. You've earned it all. Nope. Everything we have is a gift from God. He is the one that blesses us. And once we start seeing that, it starts rearranging our thinking. All right, I'm going to share with you kind of a list. So we have the Beatitudes, but there's other things that were taught in the Sermon on the Mount that is so fitting that once we hear the word of God and once we start doing it, it is going to be evident. So example, we are going to be reconciled to one another. When the word of God comes to us and we start living it out, we will be reconciled with one another. And that is not easy many times. There are people in my life I'm still working on being reconciled with. Maybe it's things that they've done to me or maybe things I've done to them and it gets in the way. And yet when we are kingdom citizens, when we are children of the Heavenly Father, we live differently. And we want to be reconciled. Secondly, to be respectful of the opposite gender and remain faithful in marriage. I find one of the greatest battlegrounds that there is are marriages. I, I see a direct correlation between the effectiveness of the Christian church with the health of marriages. I think the enemy does whatever he can do to start tearing apart marriages and families. But when we listen to the word of God, when we hear it and we start doing it, 
it becomes a priority and we work really hard. And yes, there are going to be times when marriages just don't work out. God gets that. But I'll just tell you sometimes what I see. People throw in the towel quickly. They do. And I get it. I mean, I've shed tears with people who have been in so much pain. Another thing that happens when we listen to the word and we obey the word, uh, we keep. We keep our word to him and to one another. Uh, we avoid retaliation. I don't know about you, sometimes that's a tough one. How about loving their enemies? When you, you are in Christ, and when you listen to his word, when you're doing his word, it means even loving people who are, quote, an enemy. How about abstain from trying to impress or forgive one another? I mean, the list goes on and on of what it looks like when we are in Christ and part of his family. It's a, it's a daunting list, but remember, it starts from him. He comes to us with his abundant grace and mercy. He pours out to all of us more than we can ever begin to imagine. And that is how he is. Now, we're going to see um, a clip from The Chosen, Season 2, Episode 7. Um, and to me, it's, it's a picture of how this all happens. Because this long list that I just gave you is very much impossible by ourselves. But we have, we have a Savior, a Lord, a friend who has gone before us and has done for us what we couldn't do. Let's watch him. Jesus of Nazareth, you are sought for questioning by a Roman authority. Will you surrender to detainment peacefully? Yes. Jesus, no! Are you armed? I am not, but some of my followers are. Tell your followers to drop their weapons and step back ten cubits. I will. May I say goodbye to my Ima? Mater mea. Yes. Don't be afraid, Ima. James and John, drop your weapons and step back ten cubits. Matthew is safe, and doing well. He's back at the camp. You all look underfed, filthy. We had a bit of a hungry spell, but we have men out on the water now stocking us up. 
He's used to eating well. What do you have to offer him? Should we talk about this later? Move out! For me, it's, it's, it's a picture of what's going to come later on as well, right? I mean, Jesus willingly goes like this, peacefully goes like this. Why? Because he is the ultimate peacemaker. And we get a glimpse of that in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He is there, he's praying, he's pouring out his heart to his Father in heaven, right? And then they come and he is betrayed with a kiss. He's arrested and he peacefully goes. And he goes for you and for me. He does for us what we cannot do for ourselves so that we can do this. I know it sounds really confusing. By ourselves we can't, but because of him we can let me share with you a portion of the scripture we heard earlier from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Because of Jesus. Now, how do we tap into this? How do we get there? Well, there's another scene that they do grab from the scriptures because the disciples were curious and they did ask this question. But this idea of prayer, prayer is an incredible first step towards being a peacemaker. So let's watch this clip. Planning? We're all going to have to learn how to do this, regardless of what's happening, good or bad. Things are only going to get more difficult. You can't just shut down when you're fearful. And what are you going to do when I'm no longer here? Yes, we are still figuring this out. Yes, but we can do better. We, we will do better. Rabbi, Philip said the baptizer gave his followers a prayer in addition to the daily traditional prayers. Perhaps you could do the same. Yes, I'd like to learn more about what you're saying when you're out alone. Now, now you're behaving like true students. This is what I like to see. And prayer is the first step in getting the mind and the heart right. It's why you see me go to it so often. So teach us to pray like you do, please. When we pray, we want to be sure to first start with acknowledging our Father in heaven and his greatness. So you can say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we always want to be sure to do God's will and not our own. So we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. moment where 
they ask the question, and then he turns to them and says, now, now you're acting like students. Now you're doing what I've been teaching you to do. And it's all about this gift of prayer. And did you hear what he said about prayer? He said, prayer is the first step to getting the mind and heart right. And I'm, I'm going to introduce this idea, this concept. You're sitting here today and you are at war with somebody. Nothing disables the war more than prayer. And I, I didn't say it at the first service, but I'll say it now. If Kristen and I are in a little battle about something, and all of a sudden she says something like, hey, let's pray. Sometimes I'm ticked off because I'm ready for a good fight. Because I'm really good at fighting. And I'm really good at winning. But when she does that, it brings it back to where I really believe God wants us to be. To be people of prayer. So I'd like to tweak what he said and say this. Prayer is the first step to finding perfect peace. Connecting with our Heavenly Father. When our world is chaotic, we go this way. Because when the world's chaotic, I'm going to admit, it's really hard to be a peacemaker when you don't have peace within. So starting this way first, some great things happen. Great things happen. All right, last little clip, and it's very short, and I'm going to give you an advance warning. This is from season three. All right, so um, I'm not gonna, we're not going to play the bigger clip because Carrie said, oh, you can't do it, you're going to kind of give away some stuff. So it's a really short clip. And it's about the use of the word shalom. Let's watch this. Just stick to your side of the street, Simon. Fine. Shalom, shalom, guys. Why do you say it twice? Well, once means peace. Twice means Perfect peace. Complete wholeness. Well, that'll be a good day. Yeah. So the writer of The Chosen has a team of people with them. One of them is a rabbi who understands the Hebrew language. It is actually a truth. Whenever two words are put together and they're repeated like that, like shalom, shalom, it is, it is like taking it over the top. So it's not just peace. If you say shalom, it means peace. And that's really good. And people can say that. But when you repeat it, you're actually saying perfect peace, whole peace, complete peace, Peace over the top. Peace that is going to just be bigger than anything. And they, that is actually used today. Shalom, shalom. And I'm just wondering, like I'm not going to give you the, the details of what's going on. There's a lot of drama going on with these two people and what's going on. I'm going to tell you. But can you imagine if you are having a dramatic moment with somebody else? And your desire is that they would have shalom, shalom? Try it. Experience it. And I do believe it's because, again, it comes from God to us and out to others. 
In fact, that's what this scripture says in Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. My prayer is that the perfect peace that comes from Christ alone would dwell within you and then overflow through you as we do this peacemaking wherever we go. Amen? Let's stand. Let me share with you the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Sit on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love. We're waiting on a flash of green. And even when the nights got cold, you have always held me close. You're the only rock that I could ever stand on. You're the only one for me. The sun goes up, the sun comes down. This whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go. They take me high, then leave me low. But I'm still standing on the only rock I know. You're my cornerstone. Standing on the edge, barely hanging by a thread. You hear your heart convince your head that you just can't no more. You just can't no more. When there's nothing left to give and you wanna call it quits, no longer strong enough to pick your. 
you get too comfortable where you live and ain't your home soon the promise gonna come i know it won't be long it won't be long hope is tearing through the night shadows running from the light love's awakening inside just like a brand new song like a brand new song better days coming
my soul is weary while traveling home. Life's rugged plain, the sky is dark, the day. It seems all earthly help is vain. Angels rock me to sleep. Angels rock me to sleep in the cradle of love. In the cradle of love. Bear me over the deep. Bear me over the deep to the heaven above. To Christmas rolls around, it's just a, oh, it's a nightmare. Oh, it's, it's around Christmas, it's a wine fest in my house. It's like, <laughs> that's just my wife, you know, that's just. <laughs> but Christmas is kind of bittersweet for me because when I was a kid, my first time performing, I was six years old. And uh, I was performing in our Christmas pageant at church. And I had one line in one song. It was the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? And I messed it up. I sang, a child, a child, sleeping in the night with a tail as big as a kite. That's not the way that song goes, ladies and gentlemen. People get mad when you sing about baby Jesus with a tail. But think about that song, do you hear what I hear? It's psycho, who wrote that? Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy. I think the shepherd boy's been in the field a little too long, don't you? <laughs> Talking to the sheep. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, we got to tell the mighty king. <laughs> Gets worse, they go to the mighty king. <laughs> a child, a child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. How about a blanket? How about some soup? Child shivered in the cold. Throw some gold on him, he'll be fine. <laughs> he's got pneumonia, but he's loaded. That kid is gonna be some. You know, I think the most dangerous toy ever for a kid has gotta be the glow-in-the-dark Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> 